0: The Beaux-Arts Photography Podcast with Alan and Natalie Brio.
1: On today's podcast, Alan and I will be talking about how passion drives our photography. How passion compels us to create artwork.
0: Why is it important to be passionate about photography? Right?
1: Well, If we're passionate about our photography, then we're going to be able to express our emotions and our feelings when we're creating images in our uh, business, in the landscape.
0: Yeah. It helps, right?
1: Yes, it does.
0: Because if you're not passionate, then you'd feel like you don't have to do your best, right? Right. I think that's part of the concept of excellence. That if you're passionate, you're going to try to do your best. You're going to try to excel.
1: Right. I know during the workshops a lot, when you review students' work, you always say, you know, passion in, passion out. If the passion's not in the photograph, then the audience isn't going to feel those emotions that, you're, that you want to express. They may not feel anything at all if there's no passion.
0: Exactly. People know by looking at your work whether you were passionate when you made it or you were not. It, it's, it's there.
1: I remember at the Grand Canyon, a lady came up and looked at a very large uh, photograph of yours. It was a Sunset. And I don't know if it was from Yavapai Dusk, but it was a Sunset photograph at Grand Canyon. And I remember she burst into tears when she was looking at the photograph.
0: That's emotional (laughs) Yes,
1: it is. And I was like, oh my, you know, and I wasn't even sure what to say or anything to her. So I just let her be and, you know, I thought when she was done and she was ready to talk about, you know, the image, then we would go from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it means that she felt very deeply connected to the photograph, and, you know, it worked. What can you say? You just have to let it happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's
0: good news when it happens because it proves that, you know, you got the message across, right?
1: And I have also seen the reverse, with people looking at a photograph and getting very angry.
0: Right, which is a sort of (laughs) emotional response on the negative side. Yes.
1: So, you know, passion can be a a positive thing or a negative thing. It doesn't
0: really matter as long as there is a reaction.
1: Exactly.
0: I I often say that the worst that can happen is people look at your work and there is no reaction. They don't care, either way. They like it, they don't like it, they don't care. It's neither or, right? There's no interest and I think that's probably the worst critique right you know at least if you generate a reaction whether it's positive or negative you've achieved a goal because in art nobody's gonna agree about what is art so there's going to be people who like what you do there's going to be people that don't like what you do and that's normal but what matters is that they react and you don't have a reaction if you don't have a passion in your work because otherwise if you're detached you're, they're going to be detached. If you're not passionate, they're not going to be passionate. The audience mimics the attitude of the artist. The, the audience follows the attitude of the artist. And even though it's a nonverbal language, they can see in your work whether you applied yourself, you were passionate, or you just did it and you don't care all that much. Well,
1: that's true, because when you're passionate about your work, you're enthusiastic about it and you're excited about it, and that's contagious. Other people start to get Mm. excited about your work and they become enthusiastic and, you know, also they may be inspired.
0: Yeah, and I think that they also respond to the fact that you put a lot of time, effort, energy, money, into your work and that warrants their attention if they see that you did it on friday between four and five and that you know you put a minimum amount of work and you did not really go the extra mile they're not going to go the extra mile either right you know it's it's not significant for them it's not meaningful for them if it's not meaningful to the artist, it's probably not going to be meaningful to the audience right you know you you know passion in passion out you, you you put a lot of work you put a lot of effort and I think you get rewarded you don't put a lot of work you don't put a lot of effort that's fine but don't expect people to jump up and down and say oh, how great you are mm-hmm. because it's not gonna happen right and I think a lot of people misunderstand that about art they think that they're gonna have a reaction because it's art regardless of how hard they worked on it it doesn't work that way you know lots of work equals uh, a response from the audience, not much work usually cause not much of a response from the audience.
1: Well I know we just just returned from our Antelope Canyon workshop and I know we had one participant who really enjoyed the workshop and said that he rediscovered his passion for photography which had been buried I think for many years.
0: Buried deep. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it took a while to surface, I think. It did. Because during the workshop, he did not say anything, but after the workshop, he emailed us and said that uh, the workshop rekindled of this passion for photography. So, yeah, it can happen sometimes in an unexpected way, right?
1: Right. But also, you know, during the five days, you're hanging out with other artists. You know, who enjoy photography and love photography. And I think being surrounded by, you know, those people also, you know, helps you get inspired and be enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. and.
0: They drink passion. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are in the company of people who are passionate about it. And I think it reminds them sometimes about the way they felt in the past. Mm-hmm. It brings back memories. Right. You know, and and it's a sort of example, learning by example, or relearning, or rediscovering by example, and also the fact that that's all we have to do for five days. That's right. important. We don't have to go to work. We don't have to, uh, you know, cater to other things. It's just photography.
1: Right. Yeah. And on our field workshops, we only work on one area, and that is creating an image. We don't edit, or uh, you know process or optimize the photographs during our field workshops. They're only focused on creativity right. and creating images and trying to express themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: Creativity is what it's all about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't really know how to go about creativity because it's not saying that's taught. You know, we are taught to learn techniques. We are le- we're taught to learn how to use things. You know, we are taught to read a manual and learn how a machine works, you know, whatever that might be, whether a camera, a car, a washing machine, you know, it doesn't matter, and we're taught to follow the steps, you know, you push this button, then you turn that knob, then you set this, and that will happen. Right. But creativity doesn't work that way, creativity is very impulsive, it's somewhat unplanned, it's things that you haven't thought of before, things that are not written, there's no manual for creativity. So in a sense you have to create an, an environment, an atmosphere where people can be creative because you don't put limits. You don't tell them do this, do that, you tell them do what you feel. You know, that's very different. And you have exercises that foster creativity. Right. Yeah. And it's very difficult when your job is non-creative to be creative. You can't be creative on demand. So creativity is an enormous part of uh, doing art. And uh, it's an enormous part of being passionate. It's very difficult to be passionate about a machine that has a manual. (laughs) And that if you don't follow the manual, the machine doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to be passionate about a washing machine or a dishwasher or, you know, these kind of things. Because there's no creativity involved. There's no out-of-the-box possibility, you know. The, The things we are passionate about are things that we can somehow use on our own. Right, you know. I mean, a car becomes a, a machine of passion when you can actually exceed the speed limit or exceed, you know, what you can do with a, with a lot of cars. Right, you can take a corner faster than normal, or you can go faster than normal, or you can reach a limit of adherence that's faster than normal, or you have horsepower much more than you need. Right, mm-hmm. you know. And and so the the passion comes from the excess in a way. And in a workshop, I think, to some extent, we do photography to an excess. We do photography, you know, 12, 15 hours a day for five days. And that reaches an excess. And it's very clear after that kind of experience whether you are passionate about it or you're not. Right. It's hard to walk away from a workshop and not know whether you are or not. And a lot of people find out that they are, but some people find out that they are not passionate and it's not for them. Right. You know, they are okay doing it for a day, an afternoon, a sunset or sunrise, but not for five days solid, you know. Right. You know, not to that level of intensity.
1: No, I agree with you. I remember in 2009, I think it was in 2009, you and I met David Munch, and he was teaching a workshop in Zion, and we were. You know, we had the Zion Summit there in 2009, so he was in the room right next door. And I remember the twinkle that he got in his eye and how excited he was when he told us that he found three new shots in Zion and the enthusiasm that just coming across. It was so contagious, you know, right. and he's been doing this for many, many years. And he's excited because he found three new shots in Zion. I mean, it was fantastic. I will never forget that.
0: Right. Well, he was passionate after all these years. Yeah. And to some extent, that's why he continued doing it all these years. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not passionate anymore, you're going to stop. Right. You, you can't continue to do something that you don't have to do, right? I mean, people that come to workshops are not making a living from photography for the most part. They are making a living from other activities. So they don't have to do that. They don't have to do photography. They don't have to get up at 5 a.m. and go to bed at 10 or 11 p.m. and, and do photography all day long and be out there in the landscape and, you know, wait for the light and all of that. If they do it, it's because they are passionate about it. Yes. If that passion stops, they're going to stop doing it. Because it's a whole lot easier to not get up at 5 a.m. It's a whole (laughs) lot easier to not wait for the light all day long, you know. Right. Um, So, in a sense, passion is the requirement, right?
1: It's the driving force.
0: It's the driving force. It's the gas. It's (laughs) like if you don't have gas in your tank, you can't start your car. But if you don't have passion in art and in photography, you're not going to be out there doing photography, right? You're going to do it for a while, and then you'll quit. Right. Right. You'll just stop. Yeah. There has to be passion. And I think that's what David Munch demonstrated, you know, that even though he had done it all these years, he still had that passion, and that kept him going and creating new images and all mm-hmm.
1: that. And yeah. excited about finding, finding mm-hmm. new images. And I think that
0: our job sometimes as workshop leaders is to bring people back to that passion, show them how... They can be passionate again. Show them how we do it. Show them ways that they can find the passion again, you know. Because right. some people lose it. You know, things happen, uh, life being what it is, you know, and, and they get taken away from it, either because of, you know, problems that they've had or things that happened to them, whatever that might be. And they start to lose the passion and sometimes they wonder if they still have it. And I think that our job is to help them answer that question, you know. Right. And, of course, we want them to answer the question by saying, yes, I have it. But we really don't know which way it's going to be. All we can do is say, well, let's do this, let's do that, and follow and do your best and see what happens.
1: Right. Let's try this. Let's try that. Let's see if this works. And, you know. After
0: a week of doing that, we have the answer.
1: Yes, <laughs> you know. they do. Yeah. and for the most
0: part, the answer is positive. Yeah, you know?
1: I think when they leave, they know whether or not they're going to continue with their photo- mm-hmm. photographic studies or not.
0: Continue you know? with more intensity than before. Right, that's also very important. Yes, because that's what this person said. Uh, he said, "I'm going to continue, and I'm going to apply myself. You know, farther than I have before. That is, I'm. I'm not just going to, you know, do photography." you know, occasionally, right? Right. I'm going to do it much more than I did, you know, Mm -hmm. for a while, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that when people come up for a workshop, register for a workshop, I think that they know that, you know, if they they have lost the enthusiasm, they know that this is the sort of, you know, test of whether or not they are going to do it seriously or they're going to quit, right? Yeah. You know, and for the most part, they do it seriously. Otherwise, I think they wouldn't sign up in the first place. But it does happen that, you know, people just can't quite get it all together. So what else can we say about passion in art? (laughs) (laughs) Did we cover the subject or is there more to it?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. So uh, what we want you to do is start thinking about, you know, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy photographing? What do you want to express? Right. what drives your photography because passion is also what is going to help you start a project and finish a project because if you're not passionate about what you are doing you're not going to complete it.
0: Right because it takes energy it takes effort. Oh it and takes a And why would you put all of that effort for something that you don't care about? Right. That's the whole thing you know it's always the same issue. If you don't care about something you might You know, push yourself to get it started, but you'll never find enough energy to complete it because either you do it because of passion or you do it because of money or you do it because if you don't do it, you're going to be fired, for example. There has to be a motivational force. Yes. And in photography, you know, if you don't do it for a living, there is no financial reward and you're not going to be fired because you'll do it for yourself. So it has to be because you're passionate about Mm -hmm. it. It has to be because you you really want to get that done. Right. And so it's really important to look at the reasons why you want to get it done. If you're not sure if you have the passion or the energy or all of that, it's a good idea to make a list, for example. You know, why do I want to get this done and just write down that list?
1: Right. Well, we have several artists, friends of ours, that um, they're so passionate about their artwork that they'll paint no matter what, you know. Right. Whether, <laughs> you know, things are difficult or, you know, great or, or they're always uh, producing art and working on their art. And like J.R., you know, mm-hmm. he probably, if he stopped making art, I don't know if he would... Uh,
0: you wouldn't last very long. Yeah, last very long because <laughs> yeah.
1: he is always yeah. doing something it's, related to the arts, always.
0: It's a compulsion. Yeah, They have to. We don't do it because they want to, they do it because they have to. Right. They don't have to ask themselves, am I passionate? They it's he a is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a fact. It's, yeah. It is. You can see it, yeah. Yeah. But it's not the same for everybody. And right. it's definitely different when that's all you do. Right. Because if you do that all the time, Eventually you get the machine going and the machine just sort of feeds on itself. And I think that's what goes on with JR, you know, you but if you don't do it on a regular basis and especially if you start for let's say ten years, twenty years like some people do or longer, it's pretty hard to get the machine started again, you know, because you don't know where to begin. It, it, it has become something that's foreign to your life to, to some extent. Right. You know? And I think we have a lot of students that did photography you know, in their twenties, for example, and then quit sometime for 20 years or, or longer, and then start again uh, when they're about to retire or when they retire. And the question is, how do I do it? Right. You know, it's not c- really clear. You know, of course, you're going to go get a new camera, get a computer, get a printer, get the software. You know, get all you need. But how do you actually physically do the photography itself? Where do you start? Right. What's important? And and how do you? go about doing it, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Right. And I think that's where we come in, because we know how to do it, and we can show them how to do it. Well,
1: I remember during uh, one of the print reviews on one of our workshops many years ago, where a workshop participant was showing you his work, and technically, you know, and compositionally, it was perfect. Right. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the photograph, but he told you that, He was just bored to death, (laughs) you know, and that uh, he, you know, wanted to get excited about Mm -hmm. photography again, you know, and he wasn't sure how to Mm -hmm. express himself or to find that inspiration or that passion, you know, how to rekindle it and get it going again.
0: Right. And there was nothing wrong with his friends. No. But at the same time, there wasn't anything right either. That is, they were nice, they were technically perfect, but they were not engaging. Right. They, they did not have the passion, and as a result, looking at them did not generate, you know, enthusiasm. Right. It left people sort of cold, you know. It did. And so if you start to look at this print and say, well, you know, let's look at the technical aspects, you're going to get it nowhere because they are technically perfect. Right. Are, you know, there's probably things we can improve of. There's always something that can be done, but they are very, very good, you know, this Color balance is good, contrast is good, they are sharp. The
1: print was good, the printing was good. there's no major,
0: you know, it's not like they came out all green as opposed to, you know, all blue or all red and, you know, fuzzy and whatnot. But at the same time, you can tell that it's almost like you went through the motions. Right. right?
1: And I think that's when you started to tell the uh, workshop participants, you know, passion in, passion out. If it's not in the photograph... Then we, as the audience, aren't right. gonna get it either.
0: If you don't feel it as an artist, you can't expect your audience to feel it. Right. We won't feel it as an audience. It's that simple. It sounds weird because how does it work? Well, it works visually the same as you know anything else. You know, you can tell somebody who does a job that goes simply through the motion because they need to make an income, and somebody who would do it even if they did not get paid. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see it. You know, uh, because when you do it just to go through the motion because you need an income you just do the minimum right you're not going to go the extra mile you're not going to be creative and it's that creativity that's missing it's that extra mile that's missing and when you do it because you want to do it and you would do it regardless that's when you put the extra work you know? and that's when in a sense you start to go beyond what other people do You know, there has to be passion and very often for, for us, the job is to help people find that passion again, mm-hmm. you know, get started. Uh, w- what do I do? You know, where do I start? Right. You know? and, and put them on track. And then once they are launched on that track, make sure that they stay on the track, you know. <laughs> they, don't, they don't go park somewhere and quit, you know. Right. <laughs> you know? because if it's been hard to start, very often, when, whenever there is a major difficulty, people tend to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, If you don't have the momentum at the first difficulty, you're going to be tempted to stop. And that's the difference with somebody that does it every day, like we talk with JR, where if there is a difficulty, for them it's no big deal because they are encountering difficulties all the time. Well, through their artwork. Right. Especially if they don't make much of an income from it, there's major difficulties, financial and other. And so difficulties are no big deal, they don't just go right over it. Right. You know, but somebody who is used to not having you know, the practice, the minute they encounter difficulty, they are tempted to stop. And very often they stop. Because they think that the difficulty is to get started. And right. if they get started, they are good. Well, unfortunately, that's a major difficulty, but it's really the first difficulty. Yes, There's, there's many other difficulties. You know. and, and a lot of people, when they get started, they often assume that it's going to be easier than it is. I mean, I have a student that wanted to work on form and color, and I asked him, I said, what do you you see as being form and color for you? And he drew a blank. And I, I was like, well, don't you think we should first talk about what is form and color? I mean, you should have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You know, it's like saying, I want to work on photographs of animals, and you say, what kind of animals? And the person draws a blank. I mean... You know, when you photograph animals, you, there's a big difference between photographing a lion and photographing a chipmunk, you know. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> you, you better be ready, right? Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? And you have to define those for yourself. I mean, do you like organic forms or geometric forms or man-made forms or, And what colors know? do you like? Exactly. And, and the person drew a blank. Right. And I'm
0: like, well, do you like all colors? Is there colors that you particularly like, colors that you dislike? Warm colors, Did cool not colors. Did, had, you know, right. basically said good question had no idea, never thought of it. So, I, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but that's definitely gonna be a hurdle because how can you be passionate about form and color if you have nothing to say about form and color, right? right? right. Maybe it'd be, a, you know, and I suggested that the person sh- uses an easier subject because form and color is a very difficult subject because well, it's, self- it's abstract. An easier subject is a location, Oh yes, it's much easier to be passionate about a location that you know well than it is to be passionate about form and color if you don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you know. So the choice of what you are going to work on is very important in keeping the passion going. Yes, if you choose a subject that's too difficult, that's foreign, or, or that's
1: advanced,
0: or too advanced, you're most likely to quit. Yeah, because you can't find the passion in that. You you have too much of a distance between you and the subject. Mm-hmm. You know, I work on form and color, but I did not start there. Right. I mean, my work is really about form and color, but I suddenly did not start there. I started working on you know well, photographs the, of Paris, uh, right. <laughs> you know? And In Canyon
1: de <laughs> right. and Grand yeah. Canyon, and
0: location is easier than form and color. Yes. You know? It's pretty hard to miss the point if you, if you photograph Paris, uh, unless you stray and you go to Venice, you're going to photograph Paris. Right. You know? But if you photograph form and color and you don't know what's form and color, very often you'll end up photographing Paris, for example. Well, Paris is not form and color. <laughs> Paris is Paris. Form and color is one subset, one possibility within a larger subject. Mm-hmm. But you've got to define what it is. And uh, that means you have to decide what kind of forms you like, what kind of colors you like, right. and move on from there. And then look for them and make them visually present, you know. Any sort of subject that's not literal is going to be difficult, mm-hmm. you know. It's a whole lot easier to photograph something that's literal, like location or, um, you know, animals, you know, or plants. You know, if, you, if your project is wildflowers, it's a whole lot easier than if your subject is color. Right. Because now you have to make that color really the center subject and that's going to require a whole lot more work. So, so it's a completely different subject than passion, but it definitely can hurt your level of enthusiasm if you choose a subject that's very difficult. Right. Because you tend to get discouraged. I'll never get there, I can't do it, I keep banging my head on the wall, I'm not sure how to do it. You have to have some reward. Right. And, and that's the whole point of passion, is that in order for passion to actually get started again, if you start for a long time, you have to work on a subject that's going to be rewarding Quite rapidly. Right. Because if you don't get any reward and you're not very passionate to start with, you're going to quit. You know? we, we continue doing things because we are rewarded. And so you have to build in a reward and a reward is obviously an achievement mm-hmm. you know, in, in photography. So you have to build in certain uh, you know, steps along the way that you're going to achieve by a certain time. Right. And those are considered achievements. That's why you don't want to make a subject that's going to be, you know, two years in the making. Because if your reward is two years down the road, you don't quit very rapidly. There has to be a reward at least a month down the road. Right. Which is a partial completion of the project, uh, reaching a milestone in the project, for example. Right. That's very important.
1: Oh, yeah, I agree.
0: Nobody's passionate without some reinforcement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can't sustain passion.
1: Well, when we talk to Michael, our friend, the painter, I mean, he paints just about every day and, you know, sometimes it's just working just a section in the painting there, you know, right. just working on the colors, focusing on mm-hmm. the colors and the shapes, just in this one area and of the painting it right. right now yeah. and getting it right and then rewarding yourself. Well, for, the reward for is to get that. it right.
0: Yes. For him, the reward is to get it right. right. So if somebody walks in and says, my God, you're not finished yet, he doesn't care. No. He's not looking at completing the painting in a day or two. He's looking at whether or not he achieved the goal of capturing the right color, the right movement, whatever, in that particular area of the painting. Mm-hmm. And for him, that's reward. It is. And that will help him continue down the road. And I think that's what's missing very often when students start uh, in art. They think that the reward is completing the whole thing. It's not. Right. Um because that's too much, you know. You can't if the reward is completing the project, and the project is six months to a year, you're going to quit because you can't wait six months to a year to have a reward. The reward has to be a partial completion of the project, a milestone, whatever that might be. Right. And and in a photograph, it may be getting the color balance right. You know, that's already a reward, or getting the color to be the way you want it, or getting the contrast the way you want it. Right. You know, and you work on that, and then there is the other aspects of the of the piece. And, some, and, and an outsider will look at it and say well you're not finished but that's not the point the point is you're not trying to be finished you're trying to complete one of the aspects of the whole thing right. you know? and that's the reward once you get that right and a lot of people if you, know, if you don't have that then you engage in sort of self-defeating rewards which is you know, buying another camera you know, buying another lens buying another tripod buying another piece of software another computer it's not reward enough because the minute you have the new thing and you get used to it, then you want to buy another one. It, it's not a significant reward. Right. You know, it, it might work, but it's definitely not enough. The reward has to be something that you achieve on your own. Um, otherwise, you, you, you lose interest. Right. You know?
1: Well, and I know that's why Michael, uh, you know, he sells his own paintings. And he's a great sales man because he is passionate he'll say look at this cactus flower and look at these delicate petals Mm. and how the light is coming through those petals and then look at this beautiful texture here and he's really excited about it and really gets you involved in the painting right you know and really helps you appreciate it even more because he's so passionate about it and Mm. he loves it and yeah you know, so
0: enthusiasm sales. Yeah. You know yeah. nobody wants to buy from a salesperson that looks at you and say, you know, you can buy it, you can leave it, um, you can come back tomorrow, you know, it's all the same to me. Right. You know, what are you gonna do? You're probably going to listen exactly to what he said and come back tomorrow or maybe never come back. Right. Know?
1: Yeah. Because I know after visiting Michael in his gallery, sometimes I'm thinking, How can I leave this gallery without that painting? After, right. after what I've <laughs> just experienced right. with him, yeah. you know, it's, it's contagious. <laughs> it is. Right. Yeah. It is. And it's
0: true in sales. And, and
1: I can't easy. buy yeah. every, every painting that he yeah. sells, but, you know, I seriously, seriously start thinking about right. how can I uh, leave the gallery without taking this home with me. Right. Yeah. You know.
0: But you can't buy everything else.
1: No, sale, I can't.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just have to let it go,
1: right?
0: Yeah. But, yeah, enthusiasm sells. Uh, because a good salesperson is a salesperson who is very enthusiastic about what we are selling. Mm-hmm. Because it's contagious. We are going to share that with you. Right. You know, we are, are going to be excited about the product, and you're going to be excited about the product. Yeah. And and uh, so yeah, it, there is some of that going on. So it, if being passionate can help you make a living in art, right. You know, it's definitely one of the elements.
1: Well, and also he's very proud. Mm -hmm. of his paintings you know and I think that's also comes with passion that Mm -hmm. when you've worked really hard on a piece of artwork you're proud of it you know and I think that shows the pride that you have when you talk about it and you show it to people
0: well if you've done your best and you've put as much effort into it as you possibly can why wouldn't you be proud of it? I right. mean, it's a normal outcome, right? right? You're proud of something that you've worked hard at, that you've put a lot of effort at, you, you've done your best at this point in your life, that's as good as you can do it. Why wouldn't you be proud, mm-hmm. it, right? So that pride becomes also contagious, you know? And if you're proud of what you've done, then people are gonna respect that, and they are probably gonna praise you, even though it may not be perfect, and that's going to give you encouragement to continue. Mm-hmm. So it builds upon itself, you Yes. Know? and and so th- that's really what keeps a lot of people going you know i mean in art you know without passion i think a lot of people would not do anything <laughs> because there's not that much more right? right you know i mean it's hard to make a living from art a lot of people don't actually sell their work so why do they do it they do it because they are passionate about it yes you know otherwise they could do something else We could go fly a kite We could go you know Boating they could go, you know travel. We don't, do ph- yeah, don't have to do photography right. uh, And I think that that's very important to remember You know a lot of people tend to forget that they forget why we do it. They do it because they are passionate <laughs> And the minute you are not passionate anymore. Guess what you stop doing it, you know um, And and very often, you know, it's because people don't have the time because passion requires time you have to have the time. And so either you, you find a way to make the time or it's not going to happen. Right. Know? There's really no two way around it, you know. Uh, you know, when people say I don't have the time, what they are really saying is I don't consider this important enough to make the necessary time to do it. That's what they are really saying. We all have the time. We, we can take time away from doing A in order to do B, right. But whether or not we think it's worth it is the real question. And if it's not worth it, if we're not passionate enough to actually make it worth it, then we're gonna take that time and put it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, and and those are all very important considerations. There are issues for reflection. It's worth paying attention and thinking about it and asking ourselves, you know, am I in that situation? Is this me? Am I doing this? Right. Right. You know, am I making excuses? Am I saying I don't have the time when actually I have the time, but I prefer to spend it doing something else, right? And, and sometimes you can also do two things at the same time. You know, you can, you can go to a place and photograph, even though photography may not be the primary thing, you know. I mean, we go to car shows and I photograph, so I'm doing two things at once. Right. And I think a lot of people are in that situation. Mm-hmm. But you have to have people that can help you do it, you know. Because we had a workshop participant on the, on the last 20th of Kenya workshop that showed a photo of uh, Sedona, And it was taken at midday, and I said, why didn't you wait for sunset? I mean, you know that the light would be better at sunset. And he said, yes. And I said, so why didn't you wait? And he said, well, my wife wanted to go. (laughs) So that doesn't help, right? Right. She's not on the same page. You know, she's not on, you know, working towards the same goal, right? Because really, there's no point taking a photo if you want to achieve the best you can achieve, that is not at the very best time possible. Right. And especially when it's that simple, All you have to wait to do is wait a couple of hours, right? So why wouldn't you wait a couple of hours? Either because you don't care or because the person you were with doesn't care, right? Right. You know? So you've got to be on the same page. Yeah. You have to be with people...
1: That are just as passionate right. about what you do. Yeah. Or that
0: support what you do. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. though they may not be as passionate, they understand that that's your passion and they're supportive. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't happen, do it on your own. You
1: know? Right.
0: You know, we've covered a lot of material on the subject of passion and photography. And I, and I hope that turns out to be useful for the listeners and uh, oh, you can yeah. use some of that in their own work.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs>